Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome one, welcome all to this FizzCast exclusive here this summer. My name's John Eads, and I'm joined alongside Matteo Corsi, who's an incoming Syracuse freshman, and he'll be suiting up for the Orange next year on the lacrosse team. Matteo, thank you so much for taking the time, brother. Hope you're doing well. What are you doing this summer? Kind of your last normal summer right before you become an athlete, and then your time is on the coach's budget, right? Absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me again. This is a really cool experience. But uh, more than anything, I think this has been – the culmination of a lot of years of hard work coming into this and uh I've been definitely keeping busy training harder than I've ever trained working working out um and just keeping busy and just preparing mentally and physically for this challenge playing visual lacrosse that I've just dreamed of up until this moment so couldn't be more excited can't wait to get there in the fall and super pumped up that's good to hear speaking of the fall are they making a report to campus this summer or are you just going in with everybody else kind of in August I believe um, it's the pretty, uh, you know, standard uh, move-in date. I think August 23rd, I'm, I'm, I'm set to uh, start bringing my stuff over. But I think, yeah, so I think it's just the same as everybody else as far as moving in. But I know pretty soon we get right into fall ball and, you know, get to working. So I think uh, it's going to be a quick turnaround and probably a little bit of a learning curve, but I'm excited <laughs> to get at it. Have the coaches kind of talked to you about what that experience is going to look like fall ball? Are you guys just going to be doing scrimmages, maybe some games with other teams kind of on the low? So I think it's pretty, um, you know, routine to have your fall ball scrimmages. Um, I don't know if they had it last year because of COVID, but I think it's a little bit more down the line. Right now, we're just kind of going through, you know, the simple stuff right now. My summer workout plan that they sent me, the strength coaches sent me, uh, that I've been sticking to pretty strictly and um, just trying to stay in shape. And I think once we get there, uh, we'll just get right into practices, I imagine. So um, haven't been updated too much as far as what the specifics are looking for fall ball when I get there, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's going to get uh, pretty intense right away. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, it should be a great experience for you to learn and adjust to the college game, right? So Mateo and I know each other. We played in middle school, sixth grade, seventh grade, a little bit of CYO and travel ball. Obviously, he's where he is now, yeah. and I'm here where I am now. But can you kind of run me through your playing history since then? I know you spent some time at IMG, The Hill. What did you do for high school, though? Absolutely. Um, so I definitely would say I had maybe a non-conventional path to get where I'm at. Uh, I'm pretty proud of the path I took, and it was a lot of hard work all the way through. And my, my mentality has always been, um, where can I be where I could learn the most and that could prepare me the most for college? It's always been my mindset. So uh, moved around a, a bit. You know, I went, started off uh, growing up in Michigan, training really hard, just learning the game, falling in love with the game, doing a lot on my own. I've always trained really hard on my own. Uh, even still, I just you know, watched lacrosse all day long. So growing up in Michigan, you know, not in a hotbed area, I had to do a lot of that myself, I'd say. Uh, learning about the game, training, had a lot of help from a lot of different people in Michigan. But, and then at a certain point, I decided to, uh, you know, move on from my public school and, and go to, to, I consider the best um, private school in Michigan, Detroit Catholic Central, um, where I got to make varsity as a freshman, which was pretty cool and not um, typically heard of in this area for that, that high level school. And um, got to compete for a couple of state championships in my time there. Um, was spent two years there in Michigan playing at the highest level in Michigan. And at a certain point, I said, um, 
I, I, I want to give myself the opportunity to learn, learn more and um, really see how far I can take this thing. Um, and I was super fortunate to get the opportunity to go to the Hill Academy in Canada. Um, and I spent a year there, got to play box lacrosse, got to uh, learn from some of the best coaches up there who play professional lacrosse indoor and outdoor and um it was just an unbelievable experience of it at the hill um and as that year went on i i learned a lot it was, it was super fun i got to play junior a box lacrosse if there was the highest level of lacrosse as a 16 year old first year uh american which is pretty cool that that's not typically um heard of so i was pretty proud of that and then um as time went on going into that summer i was super fortunate to get the opportunity to attend img which has always been a dream school for me um you know, financially everything worked out and it, it, like it was a dream come true. So when I got to go there for my senior year, finished out strong, I said, Hey, I, I, I got to come back for another year. So I managed to do this post-grad year, um, committed to Syracuse and just worked my, my tail off there every day in the hot summer, uh, uh, you know, hot Florida sun. And I got to hit the wall every day and it was just awesome. So I'd say everywhere I went was a little bit different stage in my training and learning more about the sport and it's just been great for me but img was just an awesome place to finish out my high school do that post-grad year take some college classes while i was there and um i got it was just awesome really happy with my path i took to get where i'm at now syracuse fans might know img because that's where andre cisco played his high school ball and he just got drafted in the nfl and then brendan bonberry maddie baxter Bomberry played for Syracuse lacrosse. Baxter's on the women's team now. So a lot of connections there between the Hill and IMG. I've actually been down to the campus of that school in Bradenton. Can you kind of run me through what that experience was like? I know it's a lot of training. It's pretty much all sports oriented, right, with a little bit of school as well. Um, yeah, in a simple way, I'd say you could sum it right up about IMG. Um, definitely a strong, what I loved about Syracuse, strong, um, well, at least with my high schools, I've been to a strong alumni. I know a lot of Hill connections there. And then more so it's been a great IMG pipeline over the last couple of years, which is super cool. Um, my coaches over at IMG, um, uh, there's a strong Syracuse connection there with uh, lacrosse director, Tom Marichek, who played with Gary Gate um, and the Gate, the Gate brothers and, um, you know, won a few national championships. So that was really awesome. But IMG uh, is, I'd say, I like to describe it as like the Disney world for athletes, if, if that makes sense. It's kind of just uh, they have it all for you. I think, like you said, um, the school, it, it's very accommodating for the athletes. It's, uh, it's, um, they make it so I, well, I, if I just ran you through my, my typical schedule, you'd wake up right away, um, get an awesome breakfast in and, uh, you get a couple, knock out a couple classes and it's actually a pretty competitive academic environment. I think they kind of get, um, you know, bad rep, I'd say these, these sports schools, sports prep schools as having a huge emphasis on athletics, obviously, but academically, I was definitely challenged there. And I was really fortunate to go there my senior year and, uh, have, you know, finish with a great GPA and stuff. So I, the school there was awesome. So I got to go there for half the day. And then once school was done, bam, get to lunch, get dressed super quickly and race over the field and get right to practicing. And then I'd say from like two, p.m. till I'd say 8 p.m. because I'd stay after practice and get extra work and I was just straight sweating in the Florida heat uh, putting in all this extra work so uh super crazy um some of the guys walking around there you got your seven footer basketball players it's definitely uh there's not an environment quite like that I think anywhere in the, maybe in the world so super diverse really 
awesome place to be. I loved it. You got your seven foot basketball players walking around and then you got your, you know, six, four, 250 pounds, behemoth linebacker athletes walking around down there too. Jesse Edwards, he's on the basketball team. He played there. Michael Jones, Syracuse linebacker on the football team. He played there. So the IMG to Syracuse connection is really strong, like you said, and that's good to hear. Um, so I know your recruiting history is, is a little interesting as well, right? You were committed to Lehigh at one point, and then you switched up and went to Syracuse. You want to run me through that whole kind of trail? Yeah, for sure. So what I think what's kind of interesting about my whole recruiting experience is that um, growing up I, in the class of 2020 uh, was my, my high school year. And I've always had a young birthday. Um, uh, I'm only 18 right now. And so my mentality was always that, um, I kind of saw myself as a little bit of a, an underdog coming from Michigan hotbed, a little bit younger than most of these guys on the East Coast, a lot of reclass guys and stuff. So I think that's always kind of cool how I managed to have a pretty awesome recruiting um, playing in Michigan and I got the attention of a good amount of schools. And, um, you know, as a 2020, I you know, narrowed down as I wanted to visit and got to see a lot of places, talked to a lot of coaches, and I, I managed to lean out that kind of um, school I was looking for and, and Lehigh at the time was everything I wanted it was, it was a perfect fit right absolutely perfect fit. I love the coaching staff over at Lehigh great academics it was a perfect opportunity um, so I was super proud to be committed to Lehigh when I was at, over at the hill um, and then once I transferred IMG uh, to finish out high school I said you know I really want to take a crack at this um, reclass thing I want to do this extra year of high school and I just know I, I could really get that much more prepared for college because I'm, I'm not trying to go in um, unprepared. I really want to take this extra year to develop and be the best I could be going into QS, not waste my time, right? So um, I, I, I talked to the IMG coaches about um, doing this extra year, and I said, um, I'd just love to stay another year at IMG. And then that kind of initiated this, um, maybe search for another fit, a better fit that would help me out uh, as being now in the class of 2021 for high school. And that's kind of where Syracuse um, came into the conversation as just being an even perfect, more perfect fit. So when I had the opportunity to go up there and visit the school, it was like a dream come true because growing up being a huge fan of Syracuse, I mean, I'm wearing a Syracuse, wearing a Syracuse shirt right now. It's, it's just, it was a dream come true. It's still so surreal. I can't even believe I'm a part of this, but um, once I got the chance to visit and I finally got to do the reclass thing I wanted to do, um, it was a slam dunk for me. I, I, I think it was just the absolute perfect fit. I loved the school. I loved um, the coach, obviously the tradition and everything at, at Syracuse is unlike anywhere else in the country. So um, it's just an absolute dream come true. I, I couldn't pass up on that opportunity. So the ability to do this extra post-grad year at IMG, a place I love to go to school and then, you know, to flip to an even more perfect fit for me, um, even considering how much I, I love Lehigh, an even more perfect fit, just an absolute dream school I couldn't turn down. So. Yeah, I'd say that's how it went down. That's cool. Uh, you, you've been committed to Syracuse since fall of 2019, if I'm right. correct. October, was it? Around there? Yeah. Okay, when I saw that pop up on my phone, I was like, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> like, I've, I've known this kid yeah. for years and years, and now he's coming to the same school I'm going to, and I'm going to hopefully get to call his name, uh, you know, on the radio while he's playing. That'd just be so awesome. Um, Absolutely, yeah. But see, speaking of playing in Syracuse, what did you think of the 2021 season? Obviously, it was kind of a whirlwind, right? 
The Orange beat Virginia twice. They go on to win the national championship, but Syracuse gets bounced out of the first round. They had some off-the-field issues going on all season. What did you think of how the 2021 season ended up for them? Yeah, I, I obviously watched all the games. Um, I actually rewatched all the games and watched almost every possession, studying everything um, out of just, uh, you know, this learning perspective and definitely trying to prepare for college, you know, watching those games. And I think I'd say this season, how it went, I don't think it went as bad as some people might interpret it. I think the talent that Syracuse has is, is unmatched compared to some of these teams. I think the starting midfield for the Syracuse this year is, you know, I don't even have to say it was probably the best in the country. Um, so we definitely had all the pieces, I think, to be a pretty successful team. I think it was just a matter of a couple little things here and there um, to be, to win some of those games. Uh, and I think, just bringing in this new coaching staff, uh, all the credit to coach Desco. I mean, he recruited me, uh, same with coach Rogers. Um, the, the things they've done for this program have been unbelievable, but I think bringing in coach gate uh, and coach Petromala is, is super exciting because I think they're going to bring that refresh kind of, uh, freshness and really help out the culture. I think, uh, to create, bring back this kind of winning atmosphere. Uh, not saying that, these past programs haven't accomplished a ton. They've, they've done great uh, these past couple of years, but I think just going forward, I couldn't be more excited with the future of this program. And I think it's just a matter of just going back to basics. And I think uh, reestablishing some of these old winning culture kind of ideals. So I think that's just the difference. And I got a great look at Gate because I was doing some games for the Syracuse women's team this year and they had an incredible season and he's established that culture that I think, you know, we need to reestablish on the men's side of things. He took the women's team all the way to the national championship, and they had a heck of a season. You mentioned Coach Petromala coming over from Hopkins. Well, he came from Hopkins, and then he had a he didn't coach at all last season, but now he's back and coaching with Gate. Those two are old buddies, of course. Um, but the one that kind of pertains to you the most, I guess, would be Pat March, and he's still at Syracuse, right? He, in his one and a, season two and a half, we'll say one and a half, two and a half. Because uh, he had the 2020 season shortened, and then he had all of last season. So we'll say season two. Uh, what do you think about how the offense is looking like under March? I know last year they kind of changed some things schematically, right? Attacking from the wings more than attacking from X. Well, oh yeah, absolutely. I think, um, well, a couple of things. Uh, for starters, just bringing in Petromel on the, on the defensive end, let me just say really quickly, is going to be just super beneficial for me personally. Um, Petroma is just I uh, I've also loved Johns Hopkins growing up, which is weird. I've been a big fan of Johns Hopkins and Syracuse, but two dream schools and just the opportunity to play for both is I can't even. I, it's so surreal. But so I'm super excited about that. I think on the defensive end, more than anything, is where that that we're going to see the most apparent change in a positive direction. And I think not only with Coach March, but with Coach Gate, I think they're going to bring a lot more flair to this offense. And what I loved about what Coach March has been doing. I, I could tell he lets the players play, uh, I think, more than uh, it leads on. I think he really gives the players the freedom to uh, showcase their ability and skill. And I don't, I don't think he holds any, any of the players back from, you know, do, doing their own thing on the field. So I think that's really cool. And um, I think going forward, especially with Coach Gate in there, it's only going to get more exciting and the offense is only going to be more um, – effective I think and more entertaining to watch so I think coach March is doing great I'm super fortunate to be playing for him as well and learning from him and just for context Syracuse was tied for 12th in the country last season scoring about 14 goals per game 
fifth in the ACC, though, out of five teams, but all five ACC teams were in the top 12, which is just crazy to think about. But for you specifically, yeah. Mateo, have the coaches kind of discussed what they plan to do with you? Like if you're going to play X more on the wing, uh, an offensive midfielder, or just straight up attack man? Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, it's funny you bring that up because uh, about regarding the ACC. I think Syracuse's offensive efficiency last season was actually um, pretty, pretty solid, I think, given their possessions and everything. So it shows that they're doing something right. They have all the pieces. They got the talent. It's just a matter of a couple of things when it comes down to winning these games. As far as I fit into um, coming into this team, I think it's more so um, I haven't um, necessarily talked to the coaches specifically about what they think, but I've heard uh, ramblings, just different little things, how I personally see it. I think uh, I could totally come in and contribute in a lot of different ways, um, whether that be in practice or as far as on the field goes, I think there's just a real opportunity to contribute at the attack position. Personally, I think I, um, I could help with, um, uh, bring a kind of dodging presence and, and draw double teams and, and throw uh, those, those good feeds and really help um, initiate some offense. I, I think that's something I could bring to the table. Um, hopefully, whatever you know, comes down to uh, that final starting lineup or whatever, I think whether I could just come in and contribute to the team in whatever way, I think I, I could really bring something good to the table. So I haven't talked to them specifically yet what they see, uh, but I can assure you that I'll be coming in prepared and, and ready to help this team win. So I'm excited about that. And I think there's plenty of opportunities for you to get those well early opportunities, right? Because from what I noticed last year, it looked like March and, and Desco wanted to have as many attackmen on the field at once as possible. Like sometimes they would put Griffin Cook in. At, he's technically a midfielder, right? But he was he's an attackman uh, by trade. Right, So they would try to have four or five different attackmen yeah. in the game, guys that can all dodge one-on-one -on -one and create scoring opportunities, right? So you think you could fit into maybe that kind of a role early on? Exactly. That's why I kind of you know, said that the way I did is because I, I see myself as rather than just an attackman or just an ex-attackman or, or just a midi, I, I see, consider myself an offensive player. I think anywhere on the field I feel comfortable and I, and I could contribute on anywhere in the field. So whether or not I'm an attackman or a midi, I think that's the beauty of playing a lot of attackmen is that they have this kind of skill set, this versatile skill set that you could bring uh, up top or at X or they could invert. And I think bringing Griffin Cook and trying him out in different places to trying out Owen Siebold in different places has been pretty fruitful for, for the offense because you're bringing the most skilled players and putting them on the field. Um, just traditionally, attackmen have, you know, the best stick skills on the team and uh, just the best skills to uh, score in the variety of different ways. And I think uh, whether or not you're on, playing midi or attack, I think putting out that, that kind of attack talent really helps the offense. So I, me personally, um, whether or not I'm playing midi or attack, I think more so at midi, you got those short stick matchups. I know I, I could really, um, you know, attack in that way, but I think it, it's so valuable to have as much attacking on the field as possible. So it's a good point to bring that up. And it shows when they play Griffin Cook and Siebel in that way. So you mentioned Siebel and Cook. That's my last question for you. Do you have any kind of relationships with the teammates already on campus? Do you kind of talk with those guys? Or when you were visiting, did you um, have any experiences with them that you uh, had fun with? So on my visit, uh, I, I met a couple of players. I met Drake Porter. I, I saw Steven Rafus walking around and stuff. But I think more than anything, I, I keep using this word surreal because I, I'm now in the team group chat and different things. I'm, I'm in the same group chat as Tucker Dordovic and Brandon Curry, like two of my favorite players to watch. And it's just so surreal. I'm texting Brandon Curry about, different things, just him being 
the team captain and all. And uh, uh, I haven't gone as far as to creating super strong relationships with anybody yet. I think once we get on campus, it'll be a lot easier for that. But I, I honestly can't even explain. Um, it's just, uh, it's so surreal. I don't even, I'm just so fortunate to be a part of the team and everything. Um, and I think once we get on campus, I'll probably uh, establish some better relationships with everybody. But as of now, it's just still, uh, yeah, I can't even describe what it's like being a part of this team with all my favorite players that I love to watch on TV. Right. So I'm just excited to meet these guys, um, you know, and intermingle with the team and, you know, have a lot of fun in the locker room or whatever. So, yeah. Not, not so much yet, but I'm excited. <laughs> Excitement indeed. Uh, fans are excited. We think this program is going to take a new turn under head coach Gary Gate, and you could be one of the integral pieces of that process. So, Mateo, thank you very much for taking the time, brother, and good luck in your uh, Syracuse career. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I hope I could bring some insight here for this interview, but I really appreciate it. And, yeah, I couldn't be more excited and hope to contribute for this team and be, uh, you know, help out the team. So I'm excited. Thanks again, Mateo and Syracuse fans, Fizz Nation. Be sure to stay tuned all summer long for continued Syracuse men's and women's lacrosse coverage. You can follow us at Orange Fizz on Twitter and see all of our content every single day at orangefizz.net online.